can't even say it. <laughs> no, I'm going to do it. I got it. I just, just snorted a bit. Okay. Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW podcast with your host, Justina McKenzie on Midtown Radio KW. are talking about renting or buying a home as a dog owner and things you should consider or think about. So we are very excited today to welcome our second guest to the podcast. Today we are joined by Tyler Jakes. Ty is a local real estate agent and Airbnb host and a local landlord. Tyler is going to walk us through some considerations as a dog owner when renting or buying a home. Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your host, Justina McKenzie. Today, we are talking about renting or buying a home as a dog owner and things you should consider uh, with local realtor and landlord, Tyler Jakes. Welcome, Ty. Excited to be on the show. I see uh, Harley's in the background just chilling. Yep. We have Harley here. He's uh, he's eagerly awaiting all of the useful information we're about to talk about. <laughs> he looks so calm and just chilling. Oh. He does. He looks so comfy. Um, at some point, Tyler, we're going to want you to tell us about yourself I guess. Um, but really, I want to hear about Harley. So could you tell our listeners a little bit about Harley? Sure. Uh, so Harley is a rescue from up north. So he originally came from Timmins, Ontario. Um, I adopted him when he was six months old. Um, the theory is that he was intended to be a hunting dog, but uh, just didn't quite have it in him. Um, he's not a huge fan of of rain or bugs, <laughs> but he does like, he does enjoy hikes and stuff. Uh, but Harley for the longest time, we weren't sure what he, what he was exactly his actual breed. Um, but about, um, a few weeks ago, actually, I did a DNA test on him and Harley is a American foxhound or 80% American foxhound. And what were the, what were the other breeds? What were the other 20%? Uh, there was 10% Border Collie, mm-hmm. which was a surprise. But then when I thought about it, maybe not so much of a surprise because he does the stalking and the herding occasionally. <laughs> nice. Um, and then the rest was just a mutt, basically. A whole bunch of mix. Yeah. Nice. Uh, well, we will share a photo of Harley um, when we post about this podcast. So you'll get to see just how handsome of a fella he is. Um. All right. So Tyler, you've told us all about Harley. So I guess we should ask you about yourself now. <laughs> um, so Tyler, could you introduce yourself and maybe tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. Um, so I am a realtor living in Kitchener, Ontario. Um, I've been in Kitchener for, I think, coming up on seven years now. Uh, prior to this, I was in Guelph and have moved around Ontario a little bit. Um I've been in real estate for about 
three years professionally. Uh, prior to that, I was in real estate doing investment properties. Um, and, uh, and my career before real estate was in data analysis. So a bit of a shift, but, uh, but yeah, I love, I love the, the, um, well, the market's kind of nuts, but I love real estate in this area. <laughs> yep. And you also have an Airbnb or multiple and you rent as well? Yes. So uh, I've had an Airbnb or several Airbnbs for a few years. Um, and when I moved to Kitchener, I bought a triplex. So I rented out one of the units as a long-term rental and the other unit as a uh, Airbnb. Lots and lots of experience in every single category of real estate. That is amazing. So you're just a wealth <laughs> of information when it comes to dogs living places. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So for the first half of today's episode, we just love for you to put on your landlord hat uh, just so we can discuss renting with dogs in um, the area. So I'm just going to jump right into my first question. So if I'm a dog owner, what are some major considerations uh, I should take for a place to rent? So, um, you know, if I come to you and I say, hey, Ty, I have two dogs, you know, I'm looking for a really dog friendly spot. Like what are some prompts that you could uh, give to me to help me find a successful place to rent? Um, well, the first and most obvious thing uh, is to look for places that are dog friendly or that say pets allowed. Um, so the thing with a landlord saying whether or not animals are allowed, I'm sure a lot of people know that you can't technically be kicked out just because you have a dog. Um, mm -hmm. And technically you can't deny someone because they have a dog. That said, if someone says they don't want dogs and you let them know they have a dog, they'll probably find another reason not to have you in. So from the get-go, you want to have a you want to start off with a good open communication line with your landlord. So if, if you find a perfect property that's, that's say, um, doesn't say pet friendly, it might be worth just having a conversation with the landlord. Um, because for the right tenant, I know even myself, um, I would make some compromises if the right tenant came along and they had a, you know, a well-behaved dog that they didn't have to worry about. So first and foremost, it's uh, establishing um, expectations with the landlord. The next thing you're looking for is location in the city, you know, backyard space, whether it's about, it has a backyard or an apartment, whether the dog that you own is um, better suited to apartment life or, or life with, with some outdoor space, uh, that sort of thing. Great. Um, do you ever run into anything um, with like different size dogs? Like for example, like I have a small dog and Justine has a big dog. Like, mm -hmm. have you ever run into something where somebody would be more apt to take a small dog over a large dog? Is that something that happens a lot? Um, it would definitely be a, a consideration, I'd say, from, from a landlord's perspective. A larger dog could potentially be more destructive to a house. That said, smaller dogs sometimes have a tendency to be barkier, or at least that's the stigma about them. So, um, so those are definitely considerations. One thing that I didn't mention before is... Uh, Different rules apply with, when you're renting from from directly from the landlord or if it's through like a condo corporation. Um, mm. Because condo corporations actually do have enforceable restrictions on what kinds of pets you can own and the size of the pets and the number of the pets. For example, some condos might not allow you to have a dog that's larger than a certain size or yeah. 
two dogs. You might be allowed to have one, but not two. Um, and while a regular tenancy agreement, they couldn't kick you out because you got a bigger dog, um, a condo board might be able to. So it's a very important consideration uh, is, is, are you renting directly from the landlord and is there a condo corporation involved? Wow. That's, that sucks. <laughs> It does, yeah. Sorry, yeah. but like that kind of sucks, but I guess it makes sense, yeah. Yeah, so in my building, the condo building I live in, there aren't any dog restrictions, but people in this building do rent out units. And in theory, if they did have um, if they did have dog restrictions, Tyler, if I'm hearing you right, even if the RTA says they can't prohibit pets, if the condo corporation did in their bylaws, then they might have a recourse to have that person leave. So yeah, so the other the other aspect which I think you're referring to is uh, every person who uh, rents a unit has the right to quiet enjoyment. So if you're if you had a dog that was barking a lot and your neighbors couldn't enjoy their space um, because of the noise, um, that may be grounds to request that you remove the dog or move. Um, and that doesn't just go for condos. That goes for any rental. So if you're living in a triplex and you have a dog that, uh, or your neighbor has a dog that's barking, well, no, they can't be um, kicked out just because of having a dog. If you have a dog that is a nuisance to neighbors or other people enjoying their space, then they may have grounds there. And everything in that regard kind of comes comes back to, like may come back to like landlord board disputes and that sort of thing. So it gets more complicated, but that's right. the basics of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, okay, our next question. If a, you know, pr- not purchasing, renting a like full-size house with a backyard is out of my price range, um, do you have any tips for people who maybe have to default to apartment living with dogs? I think the biggest consideration will be activity level of the dog that you have. So different breeds are suited better to apartment life than others. Um, Oftentimes it's smaller and extra large dogs that are best suited to apartment living. Mm -hmm. So like Great Danes and uh, like St. Bernard's and those. Greyhounds are great. Yeah. They're actually like really great kind of lazy dogs that, you know, love to get out for an hour and, and then they're happy to laze around for the day. Um, but there are other breeds that are, have a tendency to need constant stimulation. And, uh, and so an apartment, apartment living might be a little bit more difficult without extensive training or more training. And I, yeah, I totally hear that. I want to counteract that a little bit because I feel like we hear that a lot. And as somebody who has had a backyard in the past with a dog... I would say that living in a condo forces me to give Marshall like more enriched activity because we live in a condo. Whereas like when I've lived in a house with a backyard, it's easy to just like open the door, let the dog run outside and then they come back in. Whereas in the condo, I am forced to take Marshall on walks. I'm forced to take him out on outings um, that you might like get lazy with if you had access to a fenced in backyard. It's true. Total, totally valid point. Yeah, I guess it, it just comes down to understanding the responsibility as the dog mm-hmm. owner, what you're going to need to do. If you live in an apartment, you're going to have to go for more walks. You can't just let them out on the balcony or something. You know, you, you have to give them that stimulation wherever you live. Very true. Um, last question of this segment. So what tips do you have to ensure a positive relationship between you and a landlord as a dog owner. So we chatted a bit 
about that at uh, first question saying, you know, you could be that person that just gets a dog when the landlord says you should not have a dog, <laughs> but mm. uh, coming in with an open and honest relationship with your landlord, do you have any tips on like how to, you know, be a better tenant being a dog owner, I guess? Um, I think the main thing is just communicating with, with your landlord, like any relationship, whether it be in business life and personal life, um, having good communication solves a lot of problems. So if you're thinking about getting a dog, it might be a good idea just to chat with the landlord and hopefully they're reasonable, but yeah, but just keeping things open as far as communication goes. And maybe if you're renting a place and you think you might get a dog in a year, when you're looking for the place, maybe have a discussion with the landlord then. Um, and it sometimes feels like, yeah, that, that might hurt your chances of getting the apartment, but it it's a crappy situation to be in if there's a bad relationship between you and the landlord. So it's better to avoid it from the get-go. If they say absolutely no, you know, it's better to know that ahead of time. So true. Yeah, absolutely. I've lived somewhere where um, I had my old dog, Bailey, and new owners took over the, the place. And we had arranged with the original owners that it was fine to have her. And the new owners were not very happy. So we ended up moving within a couple of months because it was so uncomfortable mm-hmm. living with landlords. They lived on site too. They lived above us and they hated. Oh, that dogs. sucks. So That's a hard one to avoid too, right? It's kind of in your control. Yeah. It was so tough and they couldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just makes for an uncomfortable yeah, even, situation. Even if they can't do anything about it, you still don't want to live with that kind of looming over you. It's just uncomfortable yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Um, and like slightly off topic, but when you're looking for an apartment as a tenant, it's kind of your job to interview the landlord as well. Um, you want to know if you're going to get along because, uh, you know, you're going to be interacting at least once a month and you're going to be um, exchanging money and they're going to have to fix. So there, there's a, there's a relationship that needs to happen. So interview your landlords, talk about stuff beforehand, get a feel for who they are because there are some, not great landlords. Lord. Yeah. I never thought of it like that. That's really good. That's really good advice. Awesome. Well, thanks Tyler for answering all of those questions. That was really helpful. We are going to take a quick break and then we are going to want you to put on your realtor hat, Tyler, so we can talk about home ownership as a dog parent. Sounds good. for our Celebrity Pup of the Week. Celebrity Pup of the Week. Woof, woof. Tyler. Woof, woof. <laughs> yeah! yeah. <laughs> oh, we got a woof. <laughs> okay, Mackenzie, who is this week's Celebrity Pup of the Week? So this week's VIP, very important pop, is <laughs> drumroll. Nobody's drumrolling. I was. Oh, okay. you can hear it. 
It is Trunks from Bully Blue Nose. So that's at Bully Blue Nose. And he is our Celebrity Pup of the Week. And who is who is Trunks? I think he's about a year old and he's an American bully mix. Is he that is, right? Yes, he is a fathead and I absolutely love him. And the fact that his name is Trunks is so cute. Amazing. That is the best name ever. Yeah, he tagged us in a few pictures in Victoria Park and at Koala. Kiwanis. And he's always exploring downtown Kitchener. There's just so many great photos of him exploring puppuccinos. So cute. All right. Well, that was it. Our celebrity pup of the week. If you'd like to be featured, tag us on Instagram at dogfriendlykw. And we'll be sure to share in future episodes. Woof, woof. Yeah. Okay. Welcome back to the Dog Friendly KW podcast with myself, Mackenzie, and Justine. Today we are joined by Tyler Jakes, a local realtor and landlord. So welcome, Tyler. Thank you. We are going to dive into a conversation about home ownership. Is that right? Yes. Tyler, is that right? That's that's sounds like it's right. All right. First question, Tyler, what are some major considerations dog owners should think about when looking to purchase a home? So I'll I'll speak from personal experience um, because when I moved to Kitchener, I had two dogs, um, two bigger dogs. And uh, there's a few things that I learned to look for um, having lived in Guelph prior. The big one, I mean, backyard is is probably the most obvious but the one of the biggest ones for me is uh proximity to parks and trails because having like a school field or a, a public park that's like a block away it's it's just so convenient um because you take your dog for a walk every day and me personally i like to let my dogs get to run around a little bit off leash most days so having somewhere that's close by that i can do that is is great um, and sometimes, you know, if you're far away from a park, you just don't, you don't go as often and your dogs don't get to it, enjoy it as often. So while a backyard is great, I think, um, having a park nearby is sometimes even better. For sure. Anything else other than a park or trails? Definitely. Like if you are looking at buying a condo, kind of what we had spoken about a bit before with renting is you're going to have to be cognizant of the condo board's rules around pets. Mm-hmm. Um, these days, you know, people are buying houses without inspections and conditions. And um, one of the big things that you really need to review when you're buying a condo, even if you don't have a condition for it, is to review the, st- the status report because that will have condo rules about things like dog ownership. What's a status report? <laughs> so a status report is a document that's produced by a condo corporation that essentially covers everything from condo bylaws to uh, condo insurance, any lawsuits that are outstanding, common fees, upcoming um, adjustments. Basically, it gives you a full picture of the condo corporation. So it's very important. And in, in almost all cases, you should have a, uh, a clause to review the status report, usually by a lawyer. And they're very long and very boring. They're usually <laughs> like 80 pages long, but yeah. you can find the important stuff pretty quick. 
Yeah, that's a great point, Tyler. And I mean, it does uh, bleed into our second question. So I don't know, Ken's, if you want to ask the second question and maybe Tyler might have more to add. Sure. So say I'm, um, I'm searching, but a detached home is out of my budget. Um, so looking at condos, what fine details, like we were just talking about, should we look for as a dog owner? So in that report that we were just talking about that it was so boring I already forgot what it's called status report yeah. status report <laughs> nailed it <laughs> nailed it <laughs> what what sort of things should uh yeah a, a dog owner be looking for again we kind of touched on it but just to reiterate yeah so um aside from condo rules um similar to the housing situation is you want you want to look at what's uh outside the condo in the nearby vicinity so where can you walk the dog where can you let the dogs, you know, potentially go off leash? Where are their, where are their trails? Um, what amenities are nearby? So essentially what you're doing for yourself, which is looking for nearby amenities, you're looking at nearby doggy amenities. So I have a question. Um, say I have a dog with like mobility issues. And um, do you ever run into that? Or I'm sure that does happen where there's a uh, unit that is only accessible via stairs, you know? Yep, definitely. Um, so yeah, a consideration is, you know, does the unit have an elevator? Um, I went through that. I had a senior pup, um, who was having mobility issues and in my house, I have to go up a few stairs to get into the house and it was, it was starting to become an issue. And honestly, just for the fact that it was hard for my dog, I was looking to buy a new house. It's a huge consideration and not even just when buying, but also when renting too, because I don't mm -hmm. know if you guys remember when Bailey had to have her surgery years ago, I literally had to move from the third floor of my building down to the first floor of my yeah. building because I knew that while Bailey was in recovery, there was no way I was going to be able to get her in and out of the house every day. So we had to move down to the ground level and we were lucky it worked out. But if it didn't, it would have been a big struggle to get her up those stairs with no elevator while she was recovering from surgery. Okay, so we have one more question. So we're going to flip things a little bit. So if I'm a dog owner and I'm selling my home, um, is there anything I should think about to make sure my sale is successful? Generally, I mean, I don't want to say that you want it you want to make it look like you don't have a dog. Um, <laughs> but you do want to ensure that there isn't like as, as little as dog hair um, and dog damage to the house that there is has been, you know, either cleaned up or cleaned up um, before having your showings go through. Uh, because people who will be viewing the house, you know, may have allergies. And, uh, and people who have allergies, even if they don't get you know, stuffed up in the house. If they see there's scratch marks all over or um, evidence of a dog, they may actually be reluctant to buy the house for fear of like future issues in the house, right. whether they're legit concerns or not. Um, you know, it's a consideration. I can't believe that there are some people out there that don't like dogs. Yeah, not even necessarily that they don't like dogs, but just, you know, for allergies and that sort of thing. That makes sense. And generally speaking, when you are listing your house, you are, you kind of take out the things that make it super personal. So you're taking around, you're taking out photos, you're taking like family photos and that sort of thing. Um, you're just kind of making it look like a, a nice staged home. But yeah, so things like your dog bowls and that sort of thing, you might want to like tuck away um, and just to make the house as uncluttered as possible. 
I have a really quick story. So we're moving in 15 days and we have people coming through my unit um, quite often, like twice a week. And yeah. there is so many dog photos on my wall. There's dog photos on my wall. There's dog toys that are like clean, but they're like neatly in a corner. Um, mm-hmm. There is like dog ribbons from all the dog shows we've been to and like hanging on the walls. Like people who must come into my condo must think I am a crazy person, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> a little bit different when you're looking to have it rented. Yes. Yeah, fine. I know. I just, that reminded me of what I'm going through right now. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Thank you so much, Tyler, for all of this information. That has been uh, really, really uh, helpful. So we're just going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back to our lightning round. Pew, pew, pew. So welcome back to Dog Friendly KW Podcast with Justina McKenzie. We are about to enter our lightning round and I have some questions for Ty. So here we go. Do landlords slash property managers hike up pricing for dog friendly units? Not that I'm Mm. aware of. You might see less like super premium places that are dog friendly. That's about it though. I wouldn't say it makes, I wouldn't say prices are higher though for dog friendly places. Cool. All right. Question two. We know you are also an Airbnb host. How can dog owners be ultra respectful when staying in dog friendly Airbnbs? Uh, Bring a lint brush. Um, Bring basically any cleaning supplies that you think you would need to kind of take away um, any messes or issues with the dog. And if your dog has a, you know, big chewing issue, maybe don't bring them to the Airbnb. Or don't leave them alone. And don't leave them alone, yeah. Yeah. Good call. If I brought Marshall to an Airbnb, if I left him unattended, he would absolutely chew everything in sight because that's exactly what he would do at home. But I would never leave him unattended in an Airbnb. Right, because you know your own space, what what, um, could go wrong. You don't necessarily know all the nooks and crannies in an Airbnb, what the dog could get into. Yeah, yeah, definitely don't leave a dog alone in an Airbnb. All right, next question. What, in your opinion, is the best area to live in Kitchener-Waterloo for dog owners? Hmm. Um, I mean, I love where I live because I'm right near Victoria Park. That said, you know, the Bloomingdale area, you have um, you have Snyder's Flats, which is great. On the, I love it there. On the far west side of town, you have like Hydrocut. I think there's lots of places, neighborhoods that have nice, you know, mature trees and um, large sidewalks and... Yeah, there's lots of great areas. I wouldn't say there's one specific. I agree. KW is pretty great for dog owners. <laughs> it is. Yeah, Midtown's great for dog walks. All right, Mackenzie, last question. All right. Where is your favorite place to take your pup, Harley, in Kitchener-Waterloo? Uh, in the summer, Snyder's Flats. Um, I don't love going there in the winter just because of the river with you know ice and flowing water underneath. It freaks me out. Um, when Sophie was around, 
it just was too dangerous. Um, and uh, in the winter, Hydrocut, it's great. Lots of like long winding trails. You don't have to worry about bikers nearly as much in the winter. In the summer, it's not really doable. I knew those were going to be your answers. So predictable. I knew you knew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes this week's lighting round. Thanks, Tyler. That was awesome. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to the Dog Friendly KW podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie. Huge thanks to Tyler for joining us today. Um, you can follow Tyler on Instagram at Tyler Jakes underscore real estate. And Tyler's last name is spelled J-A-C-Q-U-E-S. So Tyler Jakes underscore real estate. Um, for all of your realtor needs, uh, as a former client of Tyler's, I promise you will not be disappointed. We will talk to you next week for the final episode of season one of the Dog Friendly KW podcast, which will be a Q&A episode. So if you have any questions, please send us a DM at Dog Friendly KW and we will talk to you soon. Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your host, Justina McKenzie on Midtown Radio. I fucked up. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Okay. Who Ken's Frisky. Uh-huh. I love that you tried to play it cool, too. That was the best part. The seas are getting rough and it is getting harder. To see your face. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do that again after I stop laughing. <laughs>